Welcome to another inspirational podcast at Real Life Church. For more great content and updates, visit reallifechurchkc.com. that you chose to spend your morning right here with us. So whether you're with us in person or joining us online, go ahead and stand to your feet. We're going to press in to worship together this morning. Let's put those hands together.
love for our God, he's so big and what we're sometimes stuck in can seem impossible, but just like that song said, when we meet Jesus, it changes everything. He's the God of impossible things and there is nothing that is too hard for our God. So as we continue in worship, lift up to God whatever is holding you back from fully serving him today, from accepting him, from knowing him, because he loves you.
God this morning. God has a plan for you. Dry bones are coming back to life this year, and you are a huge part of God's story for what he has for Cass County and beyond this year. And if you believe that, will you give it a big form one more time this morning? Come on, Real Life Church. Come on. Welcome back. It feels so good to be in person. Now, don't get me wrong. Super grateful for Real Life Church Online, interacting in the comments, especially when it's a little cold and icy. But man, nothing beats being here with you in this room. Hey, welcome to Real Life Church, a very special group of people who do the online thing every week. They're called Real Life Church Online. Give it up big for them. They're here in our town, they're here in our state, they're here in our country, and they're all over the world. And it's an honor to worship with you today. Everyone in the room, you know, I wanna share something with you really quick from God's word. In John 10, 10, it says, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy, but I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. And it is our prayer for you that that happens in 2022, that your 2022 is off to a great start, that God's going to break addictions, that the chains in your life are going to fall this year. It is our prayer that God is just going to bless your family and bless them abundantly, and that we're going to just do it all big for God this week and this year. If you believe that, if you want that for your 2022, will you just give a huge amen? Here we go. Amen. I want that too. I declare it. Let's go. Everybody in the room, look at each other and smile, give a wave, maybe a, an elbow, a COVID bow, and then have a seat. We're all over the place today. How's it going? Man, 2022 is excited. If you can't tell, a little hype for 2022. Great to be here in the room with you. And I am extra hype this morning because we have some new faces in the building, man. God brings the coolest people to Real Life Church. If you're brand new today, welcome. If you're brand new online right now, welcome. And I'm going to talk to you for a moment. Click the link that you're seeing in the comments. We would love to get to know you more. If you're brand new in the building, get your phone out and text RL New to 97000. And when you do that, a member of our connection team will reach out to you this week completely digitally. We will never show up at your door unannounced. Can I get a hallelujah on that one? Woo, it's too cold. There might be some ice on your steps. No, I'm just kidding. We wouldn't do it anyway. We wouldn't do it anyway, but we do want to get to know you. We'd love to, to just find out more about you and your family, answer some questions you might have about Real Life Church, and maybe most importantly of all, see how we can be praying for you in these upcoming weeks. If you've never done that before, do that. If you've never been to our new here booth before, what better time than today after this gathering? Come by and see us. We have a small gift for you as our way of saying thanks for being here with us at Real Life Church. Also want to encourage you, you know, what would happen to start off your 2022 in a huge way if you gave God these next three Sundays to checking us out, hearing a good word, just worshiping with like-minded people, what would happen in your life if you did that? A little bit more about us, Real Life Church is a church on a mission. That mission is to see people far from God discover their real life and purpose in Jesus. And one super practical, super important way that you can be on board with us in our mission is by simply inviting someone that's close to you and far from God, inviting them to come out with you next week right here at Real Life Church. And online, you can do that same thing super easy just by clicking that share button on this gathering, sharing that out there with people that just need to hear a message of hope 
in their lives as we start off this 2022. You know, the new year, super exciting, a lot of great things happening and stuff, but I would be remiss if I said that it's all super positive right now. I mean, we, we don't have to look very far to see, you know, things are struggling out there. But I, I wanna think ahead a little bit. Let's cast a little bit into the future here. When you look back at 2022, what memories do you think you're gonna have of this year? What post are you gonna write throughout this year? What's your 2022 story going to be? Well, we might not know exactly what's in store for us or what that's gonna look like, but I can promise you this, whatever it's gonna be, good, bad, in between, it's gonna start up here. It's gonna start with your thoughts. And it is so important that we get our thoughts right, that we get in tune with God. And I'm gonna be real with you, that's hard to do. There are so many things that just cloud up our thoughts, but. I've got good news for you guys. Sean is going to just dive into the Word today. So I want you to get your version app open. I want you to follow along and I want you to really lean in. Sean's going to really help us focus on getting our thoughts right and getting connected with God. Give it up for Pastor Sean Petrie. Come on, Sean. Give us a word today. I thought Drew was going to take the mic with him. He was ready to go. I love it. Well, you guys ready to have a great Sunday in the house? Oh, we're going to get there. I know that. Man, I'm glad to be back in person. Uh, it feels like it's been a year since I've seen you. Come on. That was a bad dad joke. I'm waiting, I'm waiting all year for that one. Oh, man. Uh, but if you're new with us, maybe it's your first time, uh, maybe you came on Christmas and uh, last week watched online or, or whatever. This maybe your second time back, third time. I want to say thank you for being here. Uh, thanks for coming. We, we really believe what God's doing in your life. And just uh, it's an honor that you're in the house. And I just invite you back in the weeks to come and give God a chance to see what he's doing. So come on, give it up one more time. Everybody's new. Let them know you love them. Come on. Come on. Well, I want to honor a team uh, that just kind of went above and beyond this last week. And uh, you may or may not know this, but uh, we are building a Hope Center out kind of close to Joanne's behind Starbucks. And uh, our team came together and began framing our steel come in last week. And so this team, about six or eight of us, uh, started putting stuff together. And uh, you can kind of see the picture up here. Uh, they kind of busted tail. They went really far. So they did a whole room, uh, ceiling, and a couple other walls. And uh, just did an incredible job. And, and just to remind those guys, my new guys, we're not just building walls. Uh, we're not just like putting uh, tech screws into steel. Like we're building hope. Matter of fact, these are spaces and places that God is gonna use to see lives change. Like in these very rooms you see here, there's gonna be teenagers come to Christ. There's gonna be people that are gonna be set free from addictions and pain and, and things that shame on the past through counseling. And so you guys play a huge part of that. You guys have given to this and uh, it's coming to fruition and it's a, it's a lot of fun. So give it up for our team that's been out there working. Come on, let them know you love them. It's been good. And I'll encourage you, if you uh, love framing or just want to help out, come on. Um, we're going to be out there Tuesday and, and Saturday this week. You can sign up online on our events page. But, uh, man, it's so much fun being out there. Well, we're in the second part of the series we launched last week called Hashtag 2022. It's really about all starting out, uh, just having a foundation to have the best year yet. Uh, just kind of looking at some mindsets as we enter in this year. And so today's going to be a really special day. And uh, I'll start with a question that may be a little embarrassing, uh, but I want you guys to be honest. It's way more fun you guys play, okay? So just be honest with this question. How many of you would say you often make decisions, you put your hand on this, okay, often make decisions that make absolutely no sense? Come on, put your hand there right now. All the way up, all the way up, real high, keep it up. Don't point to somebody, come on. All the way up, let's see, keep it up there. Now look around, who does not have their hand up? Look around, 
All the perfect people. Come on, somebody. Now, if you, if you want, now your, hand, if your hand's not up, now's the time to put up there and polish your halo. Come on, somebody. Just be like, that's me. I'm perfect. I don't do, I'm always rational. I do everything on purpose. I know exactly what I'm doing. If you're like me at all, I can make, I can make these, like, totally rational decisions. Like, I can eat healthy for a couple days. Uh, I can get, the, you know, the steamed vegetables and the chicken and the, uh, the quinoa, right, all this random stuff that's like, what is this, you know? And then I can go to Big Daddy Donuts. Come on, somebody. I take my kids out there, and I'm like, I'm going to get you a donut before school. And it's like half a dozen later, right? Like, just put a couple extra in. You know what I'm talking about. It's just what it is. It's how we roll. The other day I went home, and uh, we, we were having chili with the family. Family, had some other family over, and uh, my wife's like, there is no chips. I was like, mm, about that. So I got home late last night from the Hope Center, and uh, I ate the entire bag of chips. Come on, somebody, <laughs> right? You know, come on, irrational. Like, why would you eat a bag? There wasn't that many chips. It was mostly air. That's what I told them. Um, but for you know how that goes, right? Or you got a big test tomorrow, and you stay up watching Netflix, got a big project at work, and, and you're playing video games. Come on, somebody. This is your time to elbow somebody up late playing video games. By the way, my sympathy goes down a lot if you're like up watching TV and video games and you're like, I'm so tired. I'm like, it's cool. You uh, just made an irrational decision. Now, some of you said in 2022, you want to get out of debt. You're like, man, I'm going to pay off my debt. I'm going for it. You're nine days in and Target already started speaking to you. Come on, somebody. You walked in. It's like, I didn't even know I need these things, but now I need them. And you're just putting your cart like $300 later on stuff I didn't know I needed, right? It already happened. Just did irrational things. My wife did something irrational a few weeks ago. Uh, when she was cutting my hair, um, she's like, it's looking like uh, not as full as Jack's used to is. It's a little thinner than my boy's. Uh, not so much here, here, but right in here, <laughs> right? I was like, what are you saying, babe? She's like, oh, nothing, no, nothing. Uh, I know some of you noticed. Come on, somebody. You're like, man, I've been praying for you guys so much. Who said something? Amen. That's Adam back there. You're so blessed. You're so blessed with hair. It just falls out and moves other places. Come on. It's all there. Just, just not a, you know. All right, I'm just, trying, I'm just trying to be like the world's sexiest guy, Barry Hardy. Come on, somebody. Wow, I heard some fans, dude. Dude, protect your marriage. Protect your marriage. Bald guys are sexy, so there you go. I was thinking like The Rock, but Barry, Barry will do, right? Um, what'd you say? The pebble. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I got nothing. But we all do irrational things, right? Like, we all do things that make no sense, things that we should apologize for. We say things we shouldn't say. We go places shouldn't go. Uh, we spend money we shouldn't spend money on. We do all these things, and, and, and we look back and go, man, what was I thinking? And so kind of illustrate, like, how do we do this? Like, how do we get in this mindset? Uh, I'll just share a story growing up. Me and my brother, uh, we shared a room, and uh, it was a really big room. Um, it was above the garage, so, like, that whole space. And uh, we were, like, into train sets, Nerd alert, come on somebody. Um, and we had like an O2 train set. And uh, we had the DC converter and everything. You had to wire it all in. Pretty, pretty big size train. And we were into that. We loved it. It was fun. And, uh, but with doing that, we learned a lot about electrical stuff. By that, we learned nothing. And we stripped back some wires and we put them in an outlet. Come on somebody. Doom, 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 doom. This is fun, right? And uh, needless to say, we burned down the house. I'm just kidding. Um, no, we just blew the breaker, right? We, we just crossed the wires, blew up the breaker, and we thought that was fun because man makes fire, fire, boom. Yeah, why do we do this? I don't know, it's irrational. Like, what were you thinking? And, of course, my mom is like, what are you guys doing? It's like, oh, nothing. Like, lamps out, you know, looking, flashlights looking for the breaker panel to flip on stuff and all this stuff. And just, it just makes no sense why we do it. Like, Dan over here, he blows up stuff. He shot a video. He, 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 had, he had like a tan right the size of this, uh, this, this subwoofer over here and uh, shot it with a high-powered rifle and took out half the city. And uh, I was like, dude, he's like, 
I told him, I said, that's the way to go deer hunting right there, Dan. You know, so already pre, pre, or pre, uh, pre uh, what do you call that, grinded, right? Just totally gone. Uh, but, yeah, come on, somebody. Uh, but, the, but it's irrational, like, why in the world would we do this stuff? Because we can, right? Uh, but the reality is this, uh, we have our wires crossed. Like, literally in our brain, you have these neuropathways. You have these synaptic gaps. You, ha- you have this, like, electrons flowing in your brain. There's these paths they follow, and they're crossed. Uh, matter of fact, when you think of a thought, the next time you think it, it's easier to think it because you've created a pathway. It's like a dog kind of run the path in the yard. just easier to think over and over and over and over again. And so as your mind is sitting on things, you're creating these paths. So you, you tell yourself something, and it's easier to tell yourself something again. You think it, and it becomes easier over and over and over. And that's really good if you're a super positive person, right? And if your life is full of the truth of God, and you're confident, and you're secure, and you know exactly God's will for your life, and you, you've got it all figured out. But the rest of us, come on. All 100% of us, hopefully, probably, right? We, we kind of grew up in this sin nature, and all of us are like, hey, uh, my wires are a little crossed. Like, I, I have some lies in my life I'm dealing with. There's some things in my life that I struggle with. Uh, there's some insecurities, some fears. There's some things that Satan is distracting me. We're all under attack. There's a spiritual war going on, and so we have to fight for the things in our mind. Now, the reality is I'd love to tell you that, like, I'm up here for 30 minutes, and, man, I'm so full of confidence and, and faith-filled. It's really easy to come up here and, and preach and share God's word for 30 minutes and tell you how great all this stuff is. But the reality is there's a really big struggle for your mind. Remember, there's a war raging behind the scenes. There's a war that's always raging, like, what does that person think of me? Uh, I'm comparing myself. Like, why, why is that church doing this? Or why, why can't I do this? Or I mean, am, I, am I good enough? Or, or, or am I qualified? Can I, can I make it? Uh, or am I recognized? Do people notice me? I'm maybe slipping back into obscurity. or uh, Is it all these things you're warring in your mind all the time? So it's really easy to come up here and say, well, pastor's got all together. That's not true. Matter of fact, this message is really written probably for me more than anybody else. But you have to go to war with your mind. You have to go to war with the thoughts you tell yourself. Matter of fact, there's a war going from the truth of God, what he says about you and who you are and the, the lies of Satan in your mind. I want to do a deep dive with, into the Bible with Paul and how he won the battle, the war of his mind. Like, how did Paul do this? And really, in one of the darkest seasons of his life, like one of the seasons he could make any excuse and we'll go, that man, that makes perfect sense. One of the seasons he could do anything he wanted to and we'd all feel sorry for Paul. Paul does something totally opposite and he has this war he's already won and, and you find this really at the end of the book of Philippians. He is chained in a, in a, in a prison cell awaiting execution, just pretty much left for dead. And what he, what he didn't do is so significant as he's in this prison cell. He didn't say, man, I'm so discouraged. Man, just pray for me. Pray for me because I, I, no one had as bad as me. I'm, I'm hurting so bad in this prison. God's forsaken me. There's, there's really no one that's ever had as bad. Things are really terrible. Um, man, I thought this would never happen. Man, I just don't know where God is. Where's God in this situation? Matter of fact, what I love about Paul is he, he didn't get bitter. Like, Paul was in the prison cell just upset. Like, I couldn't believe God would have done this. He wasn't complaining. He wasn't negative. Uh, matter of fact, he wasn't entitled. Uh, he, he wasn't sitting back and saying, I, I deserve better than this. I can't believe this is happening. And matter of fact, what's really probably the most impressive piece about Paul is he didn't actually want to escape. Come on, somebody. I mean, if I was Paul, I'd be like, hey, and final thing, uh, please pray that there's an earthquake again. Come on, somebody. And the wall falls down. Please pray that I can find a way out of this prison cell. Please, please pray that, that I'll be set free. But Paul does nothing of these things. Matter of fact, Paul says some, something completely different. It's found in Philippians 4, verse 8. He says this, and now, dear brothers and sisters, one Final thing. Hey, I saved the best for last. I want you, don't forget this. He says, fix your, come on somebody, fix your, fix your thoughts. Put your mind on these things. He says this, fix your thoughts on what is true, what is honorable, what is right, what is pure, what is lovely, what is admirable. Put your mind on things above. 
Put your mind on the things of God. Even though I'm in this prison cell and it's looking kind of bleak, God has got a way, and I put your mind somewhere else. And so 2022, if you're going to have a breakout year, if you want this to be the best year yet, some of us got to get our mind off the things below and put our mind on the things above. Amen? we got to change our mindset as we enter this year. I love the way this verse ends in the King James, New King James Version. It says this, if there's any virtue, if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. If there's anything worthy to tell Jesus, if there's anything in your life that you say, God, God, you got to know about it, put your mind on this. Anything praiseworthy, anything you say, God, I'm going to boast in this, meditate on it. Put your mind on it. Let your mind sit on those things. Like war with your mind. Don't just sit with the same old thoughts. Fight for the things of God. I'll tell you today, your mindset matters more than you think. Matter of fact, it's probably one of the biggest things that's going to shape your future. How you think will change what you eventually do. When I was on a missions trip, it's been, I can't believe I'm saying this, it was eight years ago, I was in Columbia, South America, and on this trip, it's just a phenomenal trip, and we, we got done, and we're sitting in a room, it's our little team, and the missionary, his name's Craig, and I said, Craig, how did you accomplish all this? Like, how did you have multi-million dollar facilities for these camps to bring kids for free to know Jesus, tens of thousands of kids every single summer? I mean, every three days, a new group of kids who don't know Jesus coming in. I mean, how did you accomplish having this life-giving church? I mean, how did you do this? And I'm thinking, like, there's a strategy, right? There's, like, a playbook. No, he, he, he talks about his mindset. Matter of fact, it goes back to when he was about 20 years old, and he starts talking about the mindset he had for God. He starts sharing a story about he was uh, working second shift at an office building, and he was taking out the trash and sweeping the floors. And he walked up to somebody's desk, and there was this inappropriate uh, calendar, his little nudie calendar. He starts flipping through it, and he's looking through these pictures, and this voice in his starts speaking to him and says, Craig, you'll never be enough. You'll never make it. Uh, you want God to use your life? Look at you. You'll, you'll, you'll never mount to anything. You came, you came and cleaned an office building correctly. What makes you think that God is going to use you? Matter of fact, you're engaged and uh, you're already cheating on your spouse. And so this voice of shame, this voice of pain started speaking to him. That voice of shame had been speaking to him quite a bit. And he was ready to walk away from God, walk away from the call of God and, and said, you know what, I, I just can't do this anymore. He went back to his dorm and he opened his Bible and uh, he dropped it down and flipped it and uh, opened to a page. And who knows when you open the Bible, there's nothing random about opening the Bible. Who knows when you open this that God has an ordained word for you. Like God is going to use this. He wants to speak to you. Who knows this word is living and active and can cut the soul asunder, that he can speak life into you. This is a living word. This is a sword of the spirit. It's going to divide you and give you truth. This is what he opened. And he opened and said, okay, God, just something. Boom. And he opened this passage, and it's so important for us today. It says this in Psalm 40, verse 2. It says, he lifted me out of the slimy pit. Now, I love this. He lifted me out of the place I was stuck he pulled me out of the place I've been battling in for a long time. He pulled me out of a mindset that I've been thinking about over and over again, this voice of shame in my life. He said, out of the mud and the mire, like really out of the mess, out of the dirt, that God had pulled me out of these things. He moved me. He set my mind on something different, and he set my feet on a rock. He set my feet on solid ground. Who knows when God does something in your life, and all of a sudden you're like, man, I've been transformed. Like, I'm no longer the person I used to be. There's mud and there's mire. I've been battling. I'm dirty. I'm messy. And God just moved me onto a foundation. It says he gave me a firm place to stand, a sure place, a place I can put a footing down, a place that's safe, a place that's predictable, a place that has a future, a place that's not going to be repeated of failure. And he says this, I put a new song in my mouth, a hymn of praise to our God. Matter of fact, he started singing a new song. 
Matter of fact, this verse is written where this person's stuck in addiction. This person's stuck in his past. This person's stuck in a mindset. This person is entitled and defeated and a victim. And all of a sudden, you're set free because God has put you out of the mud and mire onto the rock of Jesus. And so, Craig, I said, so you, how'd you do all this? And his answer was simply, I just decided in my life to sing the song of God. I decided it was no longer about me. It was no longer about my inadequacy. It was no longer about my fear. It was no longer about me being enough. It was no longer about proving myself. It was no longer about measuring up. It was no longer about me coming to God and having to clean my mess up. It was all about, God, you own it all. Who knows you can be saved by grace and you can still be chained to shame? You need to be saved by grace and you still work to earn God because you don't feel like you're good enough. I talked to so many people, I witnessed to them, and they'll say, hey, if I'm standing for Jesus and would you go to heaven and he would let you in the gates of heaven. They say, well, no, I'm just not good enough. Like, I just can't earn my way there. Like, I've got to prove myself. And there's so much shame in this generation, probably more than any other generation. The stuff we see online, the stuff that we're kind of culturally uh, tuned out, like we just, it's kind of a normal thing. Like we're just used to these things in our face and we see these things, we kind of just compromise on a lot of things in this culture and we, we kind of accept that like, dude, that's what it is. And the reality is that voice that we see around us, so we can put in our head and say, well, look at what you do. I mean, you talk to some people who want to serve at our church and like, well, I'm not qualified to serve at church. Oh, bro, you're qualified to serve a church. <laughs> you're qualified to serve Jesus, I'll tell you that much. You, you, you're qualified. You don't have to be a Christian to serve a church, amen? You come on, and we'll take you on the team. We'll get you in the right place, and you'll see God move and God, the way people love on each other. So I want to encourage you. Let God write a song in your life. Matter of fact, in 2022, just don't sing the same old song. Don't go back to the same mindset. I can encourage you today. You're not a victim, amen? You're not a victim. Not, not a victim of circumstance. God has you exactly where he wants you. You're not defeated. You're not alone. You're not unlovable. We gotta get our minds off the things that are below. We gotta get our minds off of ourselves and all the things of the world. We gotta put our minds on the things of God. What's true? What's noble? What's, what's worthy to, talk, to brag to Jesus about? What's praise worthy? You know your life is always moving in the direction of your strongest thoughts. Like if you're a negative person, you'll have negative outputs. Matter of fact, this is what the Bible says in Psalm 23, or Proverbs 23, 7, sorry, Proverbs 23, 7. He says, for as he thinketh, so he is. So as, as you think in your mind, that's what you come. Who knows what you put in your mind will come out in your life. The thoughts you have, the, the attitudes you have, what you believe about people, what you believe about yourself, will all come out in your life one way or another. But in fact, the way of saying it is you cannot be a positive person with a negative mind. Maybe another way of saying it is whatever your mind sits becomes your mind set. Matter of fact, one of the guys I worked for in college, he used to say this, he goes, you are tomorrow what you think about today. Like your mindset matters more than you think. And so the question today is what stronghold, what mindset is holding you hostage? What's, what's the thing this year that you're like, man, that, that's slowing me down. That's distracting me from the things of God. What's the one area of your life you'd say, my mind isn't right. I need to get some wires uncrossed in this area. For some of you, you'd say, man, I'll never get out of debt. Some of you are like, I'm never going to trust anybody again. After that last relationship went sideways, I'm never going to be close to somebody. Or you say, life's always bad for me. Or I'll always struggle with my weight. Or I'll never get a break. I can't get close to somebody. And today we've got a war in our mind that we've got we to fight. And so I want to give you one discipline today. One discipline to help you fight the war in your mind. And it's, it's kind of like working out. Um, who knows working out is probably like 30% going to the gym, 30% working out, and probably 60 to 70% what you put in your body. That's the hard part, right? 
I mean, the working out is kind of like fun and ambitious a little bit, but the eating right, that's so tough, isn't it? I mean, who loves soda? Come on, somebody, right? It's like, man, oh, the sugar's back, right? I mean, it's so easy, but it's the same thing in your mind. It's not what you do in your mind. It's what you're putting into your mind that matters most, and so I want to give you this discipline. It's so important. It's the discipline of meditation. The discipline of meditation, the discipline of focusing your thoughts. Not just let your mind wander all over the place, but to focus on the things of God. Matter of fact, the definition of meditation is to engage in a mental exercise, to focus your thoughts. And this is what the Bible says about it in Psalm 119. It says, I meditate on your precepts. Man, I, I'm, I am focused on your truth. Like, I'm putting my mind on the Bible. Man, I'm considering your ways. I'm, I'm thinking about what you're doing, God. I'm looking at relationships, and I'm, I'm looking around and saying, man, God's really moving in this person, and that person didn't show up to church on accident. They didn't want to come here and sit. So there, something brought them here. There's a need in their life, and I recognize that God is moving. I'm considering the, how God is operating. I'm considering God's vision for our city and the, the gospel. That I'm a carrier of the gospel. I'm an ambassador for Christ. And he says, I delight in your decrees. I delight in your truth. I delight in your ways. And I will not neglect your word. Now, I don't know about you, but this might be the greatest change of 2022 for you, is to not neglect the word of God. You know, this is so easy for this thing to become a paperweight. <laughs> I mean, it's so easy for this thing to end up on a shelf or a nightstand in the bottom of the pile and kick behind it, right? I mean, it's, it's so easy for this to become, like, obscure or forgotten. And I think if this is going to be a breakout year for you, I think this is the book. This isn't a good book. It is the book. It's only living and active book. It's the only book written by God to you. This book is alive and active. And I encourage you, if you need a word from God, it's found right here in this book. It's open. This book is going to change your life. But if we neglect this, we kind of get what we're getting, don't we? If we neglect this, we, we become spiritual orphans. If we neglect this, we become about rules and regulations and we get burned out and we can't just keep up with everybody else and put on a big persona. Like, this is something for the soul. And this is not about how much you read. I would encourage you, you need to read this. You need to get into this. You can do a 30-day Bible reading thing. You can do a verse a day. YouVersion has so many ways you can do this. If you're not familiar, you can go on your phone, download an app called YouVersion Bible app, and you can get and, and follow, get a group of friends and read the word together. Some of you guys can read through this in the year. If you spend 15 minutes a day, you can read the Bible cover to cover in a year. You can read the New Testament twice in, in six months, 15 minutes a day. Just get into the Word of God. Now, for some of you, the start would just be, hey, I'm just going to open it for the first time. Some, some of you are like, I'm going to jump in. I would encourage you to read the book of John. But I would encourage you to make this your compass. Make this the book this year. Don't, don't, don't make Facebook the book. Make the book the book. Now, now, real honest, most of us are like, okay, I need to get in the Bible more. But it's not just getting the Bible more. It's like, I need the Bible to get into me, amen? Like, it's like, I'm not going to say I'm going to read the Bible in a year, and then I make it six months, and I go, I'm just not good enough, and i got to keep up my Bible reading, or make it three days. No, no, let the Bible read you. Let it speak to you. When you open the page of this Bible, you need to ask two questions. One, God, what are you saying? God, what are you saying to me? Second thing is, what do you want me to do about it? God, speak to me. You know, Craig, um, the missionary, just Craig Lingo, he, he shared the story of what God spoke to him when he was 20 years old. Craig was in his 60s when I went on this mission trip. 45 years later, he had hung his hat on the things of God, amen? And it paid off. The song that God wrote in his life was a song that not just he sung, but I sung. He changed my life by sharing something that God did through his life because he answered the question, God, what are you speaking to me? It says in Psalm 40, 143, 5, it says, I meditate on all your works I consider what your hands have done. Man, I'm, I'm thinking about the work of God. Matter of fact, it's fun being just around the people of God and doing the work of God. And I'm not saying that's ministry or a paid position, but it's fun watching God move in people's lives. It is so much fun. 
there's a guy I hung after Christmas last, uh, the last Christmas gathering and had a great opportunity to talk to him about Jesus and, and share the gospel and walk through Romans Road and encourage him to read a certain place in the Bible. And God began to move in his life this last week. And it's fun to be a part of that story. It's fun to look at it and say, man, I see what God's doing in Tony's life. Tony with an I, by the way. She likes that. So, but it's cool to watch like these little pieces come together, how God moves. And I would encourage you to be constantly thinking about all day long, God, what are you doing? God, why am I in this situation? What do you want from me? What, what's the, the next step? What are you doing with my family? I, I see I can be a leader to my kids. Like I need to show them how to pray. Like I need to get them in the word of God. They need to catch me reading the Bible, amen? Then my kids need to be like, yeah, dad, he read the book, you know? Not, not he brought me to church, which I think you should do, but they need, you need to be the picture of Jesus for your family. Man, I'm, I'm talking about meditation. I'm not talking about like a new age thing, like where you empty your mind, like Tony Horton, do some ohms. Ohm. That's the weirdest thing ever, right? <laughs> right? I'm not telling you empty your mind. I'm telling you fill your mind with the truth of God, amen? This year you're going to like put God's word on the front of your mind. Matter of fact, you're going you're to start your day with that. And then throughout the day, you're going to be thinking some things, and all of a sudden, you're going to be a person that starts, like, humming tunes and singing songs as you work. Like, you know, just, you got a voice, you know, you got a new song in your life. It's just a different mentality because the Word of God is in your heart. Now, if you're like me, I've got ADE prayer life. Um, I just pray for, like, 30 seconds, and I start thinking about the oil change in my truck and, and buying some steel for the Hope Center and all these other things going on. I hear something, I'm like... Is that my truck and stole my driveway again? Is that what that is? What's going on? Or the, the phone goes off 15,000 times, you're totally distracted. You make it like 30 seconds, and usually what happens is my mind kind of floats somewhere else. Like, okay, God, that's, that's really cool. You can do this stuff, but I, I don't know if I'm good enough. Or like, that's a lot of money to raise. Like, is, is that possible? Like, my faith isn't where I really want it to be. So I'm like, okay, God, I need to stretch. But I start moving to worry and fear and insecurity and comparison and, and being enough and an accuracy. You know, some of the hardest things about being a leader just in general is you always are disappointing somebody. Like, you never have enough time to do everything and to help everybody. And it's so hard. And so you, you sit there and you're like, man, God, am I not enough? And so I have to, like, really fight for the things of God. And so I'm going to share with you um, really a story of what it looks like to, to fight for the things of God. Like, you have to define what this looks like in your life. You have to be able to confess it, and you have to fight for it. So I want to share a story of how this actually plays out. There's a, a really a prolific leader for the cause of Christ uh, in, our, in our culture. And um, this, this man is just a movement of God around him. It's not about him. It's not about his name. But God is using this man in, in incredible ways, not just in the United States, but across the world. And his name's Louis Giglio. And uh, Louis does this thing called the Passion Conference. It just happened at the beginning of the year. And you're talking 80,000 young people, college age, 25 younger, 18, 25, get together and just chains are broken and reaching a generation that calls to Christ. Guy's got a church and does this across the world. It's just an incredible ministry. I'm kind of, I'm kind of like bromancing it, I guess. But um, Louis is just one of those guys. I mean, God's just moving. You think, okay, a guy of that level and that stature, he, he has arrived. No, no, no. He has to fight for the things of God. A few years ago, uh, he fell into really a, a big, deep depression. Matter of fact, he was full of anxiety and fear. He couldn't sleep at night, full of worry, uh, full, full of just stress, all this weight on his shoulders. And I'm going to tell you, no matter how long you've been in the game spiritually, how long you've been a Christian or gone to church or how much you know about the Bible, um, you can never get your focus off the Word of God. Amen. And it, it, will, it will just comes on. And so Louis, he wrote this incredible book called The Comeback. It was all about coming back out of depression and anxiety. And he, he wrote this in the book, and, and this is what he said. He says, spiritually, I was out of whack. He said, mentally, for sure, I had some, something close to nervous breakdown. I didn't leave the house for me many long days. Uh, I had to get medical help. I sought spiritual help. I cried out to God. And it was a very, very dark season of my life. He said this, I learned anxiety is not a thing. It's a symptom of a thing. 
So you have to go a little deeper than just, I'm full of anxiety. You have to ask the question, what's making me anxious? He explained, I have to, I give too much credit to anxiety, but I had to ask the question, what am I really afraid of? Like, what, what, what loss am I facing? What fear do I have in my heart? He said, I have to start over again. I need to start all over again. My brain needed to start all over again. My nervous system had to reboot again, and it took a lot of time. And this is what he did to put his mind on the things of God and break this cycle of anxiety. What happened, he's wake up in the middle of the night, and I don't know about you when you get in those seasons where like family problems or kid problems, or you get in those seasons where like it just really hurts. You have a hard time sleeping. Like you, you're restless. Even if you get all night, you're just restless. And so he'd wake up in the middle of the night and he just couldn't go back to bed, just full of anxiety and fear. And so he started singing worship songs. As a matter of fact, you'll know about Louis, he, he probably wrote a lot of the worship songs he sang. As a matter of fact, a lot of songs we sing here, him and his team have written. And so he started singing these worship songs night. He was singing for hours, just, just meditating on things of God, not even believing what he's saying in those moments. His heart is full of fear, but he's like, no, God, this is truth. And over time, night after night, week after week, he started singing less and less songs. He started singing less and less words of truth because it's been saturated his mind. His, his mind has been shifted. His wires becoming uncrossed and God put a new song in his heart and he came back from depression. And he came back from anxiety and fear. And it's so important for us to put the word of God on the front of our minds. Matter of fact, I think God wants to write a new song in your life this year. For some of you, you walked in, you're like giving God your last chance. Some of you guys are giving your marriage your last chance. Some of you are giving up on your spouse. Some of you giving up on a friend. Some of you giving up on people. And we need to change the way we see life. We have to put a new song in our hearts. The only way you can break through an addiction is to meditate on the things of God. You have to define it. You have to think about it. You have to confess it. And you have to say it until you believe it. And so I have these things I do. And uh, I try to do them every day. I'm not always faithful to every day. But this is what I have to fight for. And there's, there's battles that I've fought in over the years. There's, there's struggles that have captured me or maybe slayed. There's slimy pits I've been in. And every one of these things I'm going to read and share with you is a de declaration of God, a declaration of God's truth. These are all found in the word of God. These are things that God has to show me and things I have to fight for in my life. There's different seasons where I've got to learn these things. And so this really means a lot to me. And uh, if you don't have any of these declarations, I would encourage you to write out a declaration. Right out this year, this defines me this year. This is the truth that I'm gonna use to attack the stronghold in my life. Matter of fact, this is the declaration. I'm just giving way ahead, I love it. This is the declarations for your life. He said, I'm growing closer to Jesus every day. Because of Jesus, my family is closer, my faith is stronger, my body is deeper, my leadership is sharper. Man, I'm creative, innovative, driven, and focused, and blessed beyond measure because the Holy Spirit dwells in me. My gift is leadership. I had to fight for this one because I was told so many times I wasn't a leader. So my gift is leadership. I develop leaders with open hands, delegating authority and empowering others with room to fail. I had to fight to empower others with room to fail because I can control. So I have to say, I know I'm gonna empower other people because they can do it better than I can do. I'm helping lead them and coach them. I love Diane fully and first. Man, there's so many times in your marriage where like you treat the people you're close to the worst. I have to fight to treat the people I'm close to the best. My children will be world changers who will do more for God's kingdom than they can ever imagine. I will nurture, equip, train, and empower them to love God and serve him with their whole hearts. Man, I love my job. It's more than a job, it's a calling, amen? God's called you to where you're at. I'll be faithful to what God's put in my hand, fulfill what God has put in my heart. But I love this, I'm disciplined. Christ in me is stronger than the wrong desires in me. 
Every single one of these comes from a story. I could tell you story after story of why I had to write each of these, especially this one. Uncomfortable is my new comfortable. I learned that God only works on the edge out on a limb, that faith isn't predictable. And then God moves, you gotta be willing to say, okay, I'm going to be uncomfortable. I rejoice in suffering because Christ suffered for me. I will give generously to the helpless and hurting and speak on their behalf. I love people and believe the best in others. Man, I had to work on that one. And I'm, I'm, I can be critical and be like that, you can be a little critical. So now I gotta start believing the best in others. They can do what God asked them to do. They can do the right thing. They want to be the right person. Man, I wake up with purpose, direction, meaning every day of my life. My prayers are powerful, effective, and diligent. Man, I'm blessed beyond all measure, I know that. And giving generously and liberally to advance his kingdom. I know I'm blessed, I wanna give and make a difference. Man, I'm not a victim of circumstances. I am gifted to create, lead, and change things from what they are to what they can be. I'll bring my best and then some, and what I do after I bring my best will make the biggest difference. That's what we talked about last week. I love my job, it's more than a job, it's a calling. Man, my pages have flipped. My preaching is powerful because God's word is alive and I'm gifted by God to communicate his life-changing truth. And the world will be different and better because I serve Jesus today. These are all things I have to fight for in my life. And I don't know about where you're at, but there's gotta be some kind of declaration. You have to define today. You gotta walk out of here on purpose, like with a stake to drive in the ground. As a matter of fact, I met with a guy this last week and he uh, was kind of a struggle of resurrendering. Like he was on his own path and this guy had a, uh, he was talking, he said, what am I supposed to do? And this, this guy literally, I was a pastor, a youth pastor. He's like, dude, you gotta drive a stake in the ground. And uh, behind his desk, he literally had a stack of stakes. How crazy is that? He pulls out this piece of wood. And he's like, dude, this is, this is for you. And you need to write a verse on here of what God wants to do in your life. And you go out and buy a tree on your property and you need to get a big old sledgehammer and drive this into the ground. I'm thinking this is the weirdest thing ever, right? And this pastor told him, he said, listen, when you put that stake in the ground, it's gonna evolve your mind. You had to make a decision. It's gonna evolve your emotion because you're seeing that being driven into the ground. It's gonna evolve your physical body beating in the ground. And this is something you're never going to forget. And for this man, this is like 15 years ago, he drove this stake in the ground. And for some of us, we need to have that kind of moment today where we say, you know what, God, you're shaping my heart. Like, I'm gonna change the way I'm thinking. I'm gonna drive a stake in the ground. I'm gonna declare something to God. So I'm gonna invite you guys to stand to your feet real quick. Come on, stand up. You can do it. Shake it out. What song is God asking you to write today? What song is God speaking to you? What song needs to change with your family? What song needs to change with your workplace? What one area of your life do you say, okay, God, I'm giving this to you? Like there's a truth that's gonna speak to you. And I wanna do, I'm gonna speak some truth over you. I'm gonna speak some words of life over you. I'm just praying the Holy Spirit just shows you the area this year that you need to work on the most and you declare a truth back to him. So maybe you got your phone, uh, take mental notes like, hey, that's a word for me. Don't forget it, write it down, declare it, confess it. So for those of you in Christ this morning, here's the truth for you and I want you to receive this with open hearts and see what God has for you. You are strong and mighty. You have the same power that raised Christ from the dead lives in you, amen? You are a weapon of righteousness in the world of darkness. You are not what your past has defined you. You're not what you did. You are who God says you are. He says you are forgiven, that you are redeemed, and you are free. You are not a hostage to your unhealthy thoughts, amen? The weapons you fight with are not the weapons of this world. You have divine power to tear down strongholds. You have the mind of Christ directing your thoughts. You have the word of God guiding your steps. You demolish every pretension that sets itself up against the things of God. You take every thought captive and make it obedient to Christ. I love this. Worry is not your master. Anxiety is not your master. You trust God. His presence guards your heart, guards your mind, guards your soul in Christ Jesus. 
Your God has not given you a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power, a spirit of love, and a spirit of a sound mind. The Lord is your helper, and you'll not be afraid. I love this. You're not a slave to your habits. You're not a slave to yesterday. You're not a slave to your sin. You're not what somebody else said you are. You are not a prisoner to addiction. You've been rescued from the power of darkness and brought in the kingdom of light. You are empowered. You are chosen. You are called. You are the masterpiece of God. You are created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared for you in advance. You will bless those abundantly, so in all things, in all times, having all you need, you will abound in every good work your God is for you. Amen. Your God is for you. He is with you. He is around you. And no weapon against you will stand. Nothing can separate you from God's love. Not death, not demons, not angels, not principalities, not things before, not things after will separate you from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Come on, let's be the church that has a breakout year this year. Amen. Let's be the church that breaks some chains of shame this year. Come on. Let's be the church that says, I'm no longer about what I was in 2021. Let's just break the lies of Satan down. Let's just call it out what it is. Like, hey, Satan, you've had too much fun with me. You've got too much glory from my decisions. You, you've had too much of me. Matter of fact, I've just got too much of myself. This year, I'm just gonna get low. I'm just gonna get out of the way and I'm gonna say, okay, God, my thoughts are higher. My thoughts aren't about me. Your life is moving in the direction of your strongest thoughts. Matter of fact, if you set your mind on things of God to become your mind set, for some of you guys, your attitude this next year is gonna be a 180. Come on, don't don't anybody, right? For some of you guys, this marriage is gonna be the best year you've ever had. Some of you guys gotta get serious about your marriage because the Satan is distracting you and stopping you in every single way from having the marriage that God has called you to be. Your marriage is a picture of Christ's love for the church. Your marriage is a picture of Christ and you did not an accident you're together. I encourage you to fight for your marriage this year. If you've passed that and moved on, man, fight for forgiveness. Fight for the next right step. Fight for things that are noble and praiseworthy. Your mind is, your mind is always moving you and your life is always going the direction of your strongest thoughts. I mean, what comes in your life, what comes out, what comes in your mind, comes out in your life. And this year, I believe God has a breakthrough year for you. I man, I encourage you, write it down. I have to say these things to myself all the time. Matter of fact, I go back, I'm like, man, I, I, Satan's got too much of me on that one. So I encourage you, write it down, confess it, say it out, think about it, meditate on it. And this year, we're gonna be a church that gets in the word, amen? The kind of people, it's like, hey, the book says, I know, I know, well, I know what Sean said, but the book says. You start, you start quoting this, you start God working your life, you're gonna be like Craig Lingo 45 years from now saying, hey, how in the world did you do all this? How did you achieve this with your family? How did you make it so far being married? How, how did you do this? How did you let God use your life? What, what makes you so different? Well, let me tell you, there's this verse in Psalm 40, verse two, and God just picked me up out of the miry clay. He set my feet on a rock. There's a new song in my heart, and I just started singing the voice of God, singing the song that God had for me. That's what 2022 is for you guys. God, we pray, God, that we are the church. God, that's just all about you this year. God, that our words wouldn't be our words, but your words. That our mind wouldn't rest in the same old junk and the same old things, the same old mess, the same old dirt. God, that our mind would be set on things of you. So God, I pray we leave here with a declaration. God, that we would find a truth in the Bible. God, that would break us free from addiction, from a negative mindset, from somewhere we keep going to where we shouldn't. So God, I pray for our church, each person here today, God, that you'd show them exactly where they need to declare something. God, I pray there'd be a church that meditates on your word, that we'd be caught in the Bible, God. That we'd be the kind of people that can quote scripture, the kind of people that say, well, God says, 
and God's asking me, and I'm obedient. I'm just gonna follow him. I'm gonna sing his song. God, we pray for surrender in this moment. God, pray for us that, that have wandered far from you, God, that we wouldn't be worried about cleaning our mess up. God, you pulled us out of the mess. We don't have to pick up the pieces. God, I pray for one more group of people, and that's those of you that say, you know what? Uh, I hear what you're saying, but man, I, I need more of God. And uh, you might say today, well, God can't love me. I'm, I'm not good enough. I, I, I can't, I've tried. Um, you just misunderstand who God is. See, God loves you enough to send his son Jesus to come and die on a cross for you. That God sent his very best in the form of a baby and form of Jesus is full of God, fully man and, and walked on this earth and was tempted in all ways yet without sin and he went to the cross for you and on that cross the Bible says he took all your wrongs and changed it for all his rights that he literally became sin for us and he paid our debt. You don't have to work your way to heaven. You don't have to be good enough. You no longer have to walk around carrying the shame and guilt of bad relationships and things that have happened and addictions and you don't have to look down on yourself. You don't have to be um, insecure. You can be full of confidence and faith because what Jesus did for us, he set us free. He made away. He made the way for you. And so maybe today God has brought you here and it's no accident you're here so you can receive Jesus. The Bible says whoever confesses the mouth that Jesus is God and believes that he rose from the dead will be saved. And today maybe that's what you're here for. Today you may even make that decision. You may be thinking about that, fighting that. Maybe they just heard for the first time. I would encourage you if you need Jesus not to walk out of here without a relationship with Jesus. So I'm going to give you a moment. I'm going to give you an invitation without anybody looking around. If you need Jesus, you want to say yes to forgiveness, yes to your life, yes to hope. If that's you, that would be looking around. Would you just raise your hand high and say, I need Jesus. That's what i start with 2022 with a relationship with God. Come on, put that hand up high. Nobody looking around. God knows your heart. If you're online, you can click that button. We'd love for you to click and share. But if that's you and you want to pray that prayer, you want to know Jesus, I would encourage you to pray this. And it's not the prayer that saves you, but it's your heart towards God. Just say, Father God, thank you so much for sending Jesus. God, I've been in the mess, I've been in the mire, I've been doing my own thing, but today I recognize that you are God, that you died for me. God, you can have my life. God, save me, transform me, make me new. It's not about my ability, God, but the song I wanna write is the song that you put in my heart. God, I wanna sing it today, and I pray it's in Jesus' name, amen. Come on, church, give it up big for those who came to Christ. Give up what God's doing. Best year yet, come on. Man, what a way to kick off 2022. Hey, you guys can catch a seat just for a quick second. Man, if that's you today and you made that decision for Jesus and you're kicking off 2022 in such a big way, we are so excited for you. We've got a couple great next steps for you. The first one is this. Just simply let us know about your decision by texting RLNEXT to 97000. What we'll do is we'll have a team member reach out to you over their phone. Their whole job is just to help you, resource you, love you in any way that we possibly can. We want to be there with you on this journey. Second great next step is this, is if you happen to be with us in person on your way out of the worship center, there's a table back there with some red bags. Grab one of those inside. There's a Bible. There's a link to some other great resources. It's just a great way to get started off on the, on the right foot. I like what Pastor Sean talked about, winning the war of your mind. No matter what I've ever done in my life, no matter what you guys have ever done in your life, it all starts right here. Action plans, everything that's written down, anything that ever happens starts in your mind. So for everybody else, I've got some great next steps for you as well. Here at Real Life, what we love to do is encourage you guys every year at the beginning of the year to start praying for friends, family, inviting them, to start inviting them and just spending time with them and really lean into giving God two Sundays where you're going to bring that person with you this year. So start looking for who God has called you just to love on because God is looking for the person in your life, the one person that you have an influence on, that Pastor Sean, me, the staff, nobody will ever know they're in your circle. And God has put you there on purpose with a passion to love them. 
I love the story that Jesus talks about. He leaves, he tells a story about a shepherd that leaves the 99 and he goes to look for the one sheep that's lost. I guarantee in your circles right now, there's the one lost sheep that is looking for passion and purpose in their life. And God has put you there just to help direct them to God. So start praying for that person today. Number two is this. So many of us are looking for what we're gonna do in 2022. And Pastor Sean just laid out so many things that we can start to do to win that war. Can I tell you this, if you're not on our dream team, you are missing out. Because here at Real Life, the dream team is where we connect, we build relationships, we find people that we can care for and care for us as well. So you have a great opportunity today just to get joined up and come see what the dream team is all about. I wanna invite you today to Pastor Sean and Diane's house. From two to 4.30, you get to go through something called Crash Course. You get to spend some time with some just great people. You get to know what Crash Course is about. It's knowing God, it's finding freedom, it's discovering purpose. And we do all those so we can make a difference that God's called us to do. So two to 4.30, get signed up today online. So another great opportunity is this. Here at Real Life, we know that God is bigger than just what we're doing in our community. And we love what God's doing right here, but God's called us to be connected globally as well. And so there's organizations and churches that God's allowed us to partner with. And there's an opportunity coming up this July that I want you guys to start thinking about, start praying about. There's gonna be a mission trip from people here at Real Life to go work with a church in Bogota, Colombia. They're launching some new ministries in their city. They've got just a huge mass of people within a few short miles just that are, are underprivileged and just have not ha heard the message of God. And God's allowed us to partner with them. So this week, there's some information meetings that you can sign up today online for. Just come hear what is going on, what you would have an ability to do. And I guarantee you that if you've never, ever allowed God to impact you through a mission trip, it will change you for the rest of your life. It really will. It's so easy to become myopic and just think about just me, what's in my circles, what I'm dealing with day to day. And when you get to see what God does on a world basis and how he's changing people's lives, it will radically transform your view of not only the gospel, but of what God does day in and day out here in Belton, Raymore and across the world. So the last thing I wanna invite you guys to, you guys saw some awesome pictures, man. One more time, can we go up for the build team that came out yesterday and started throwing up walls at the Hope Center? It is so cool. I know so many people have here, have uh, building trades, crafting trades, come out and get signed up today. If you don't have one of those, we could use you. You can come out and learn. It's a great time just to come serve. Because like Pastor Sean talked about, we are building walls, but the goal isn't just the walls. It's what God's gonna do within those walls to build the lives of the people that are gonna come through there, whether it's through life groups or whether it's through the youth group or whether it's through the counseling that's gonna get done. God's gonna build lives in the walls that you guys are building. And that all happens because you guys are so generous. And God has just given real life a generous spirit. And I want you guys to know, exciting news, big win. You guys broke a giving record in 2021. Isn't that awesome? That is so cool. Yeah, give it up for God. Give it up for you guys itself. What God does with your generosity is just move this mission forward further and faster than, I don't know, Pastor Sean, sometimes I don't have enough faith. And then I see what you guys do. And I see what God does with what you give. So many people have been reached this year because you guys have been so faithful. So can I encourage you guys to continue to be faithful here at Real Life as God's connected you? If you're new with this, this isn't for you. We don't want anything from you. We want something for you. And this gathering is our gift to you. Thank you so much for being here. We'd love to hang out with you at the New Year booth today. But if you do call Real Life home, I want you to know there are still three ways that you can give here. And the first one is by going online at reallifechurchkc.com. Number two, you can text any amount to 84321. Or if you want to use a cash or check, there's a giving box at the back of the worship center. Would you guys pray with me real quick? 
God, we just come before you. God, just thank you for the ability to come honor you and worship you. God, just thank you for your people's hearts, their passion, their faithfulness, and their generosity to you. God, I pray that you take what they give today and throughout 2022, bless it, expand it, and just use it from not only in this community, but across the world just to change people's lives, change their destinies, and just change the world. God, just thank you for being who you are. God, thank you for being a faithful uh, provider for us in everything that we do. God, thank you for hearing our prayers, and we lift up all these things in your name. Amen. Man, what a great way to start off 2022. You guys excited? Ready to win the war? Right here. Hey, if you need any, if you need prayer for any reason, we would love to pray with you right here. We can't wait to see you guys again next week at 9, 30, and 11. And as always, remember, whoever finds Jesus discovers real life and purpose. <laughs>